0: We don't actually want to be looking at how many leads can we generate. What we need to be looking at is the quantity of leads versus the quality of leads. Right. We need to be generating high quality leads at the best cost. Now, the best cost is going to be different for every single business. And that's why we need to look at the numbers first, figure out what our cost per lead needs to be. And then what we do is we work really closely with the practice and the doctor to figure out, are the leads that we're generating this week quality or not? If they're not, okay, why? Why? And then we go and we change the ads, we change the funnel, we change the landing page and copy to try and change that next week. Okay, are they better? Yes, they are better. Why are they better? It's because of this. All right, well, let's make that more known in the ads. So it's a, the great thing with Facebook, the thing that I love is once you create the funnel, create the ads, that's when the real work starts because that's when the testing happens and you go into a constant optimization process.
1: I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Before we begin, have you ever considered publishing a book? Most medical professionals have really no idea how powerful a book can be to build their brand. It's a great way to show your expertise, to build your practice with clients that actually can afford your care, and finally, really make the money that you deserve. If you'd like to see how publishing a book can help you, simply go to drroscarter.com and set up a consultation with me for free. Back to the show. Hi, this is Dr. Ross Carter, and welcome to our show today. I am very privileged to be working with Gavin today. Welcome, Gavin.
0: Thank you for having me, Ross. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: It's great to have you as well. So Gavin, you are really considered kind of a master at doing funnels and especially in the medical industry, isn't that correct?
0: That's correct, yeah.
1: Tell us a little bit about that. What is it you specialize in do for doctors and providers?
0: Yeah, so I'll give you a bit of backstory. So when I first got into the marketing world I actually had a business where I was in corporate well-being so what I did is I worked with a lot of personal trainers and nutritionists and, and helped these guys basically go into corporate environments and run fitness sessions and as part of that business what why eventually found I was doing is I was kind of the middleman for the personal trainers the nutritionists the you know the health specialists helping them get jobs in corporates. And it wasn't actually a corporate wellbeing company that I was running, which I kind of thought I was, or tried to do when I first set up. And so with this, when I came to this realization and was working with these guys and had relationships with them, one of the things that struck me was that they were terrible at marketing themselves. They would be trying to go after, in their own words, a 50 year old guy that's trying to lose a little bit of weight, like fat on his belly but their Instagram would be, you know, six packs and broccoli and boiled chicken and all this sorts of nonsense. And so that kind of gave me the spark to go, you know, I'm going to help these guys with their social media initially. And then that kind of led into running paid advertising for them, which then kind of led into why this kind of all started to develop and roll. out was, I went from realizing they were bad at marketing, then I was running their ads, but I realized that oftentimes their funnels sucked. And so I had started to help them with their funnels. And what kind of started maybe by a bit of chance is kind of developed into a real speciality because what I find is in the health space, and I use that as a general term because there's so many policies and issues with, you know, when we talk about Facebook ads in this space with, you you can't name conditions or say, do you have a problem? exactly you know you've got you can't call people out we can't make unrealistic claims we can't do before and after pictures that i find that a lot of people have struggled to get around those policies and it's allowed us to really develop a carve out a niche i guess in the space to help health practices with their marketing and their funnels so we'll work with brands to build out their ad campaigns to build out their funnels so that they can get more leads into their practice and hopefully convert those into paying customers
1: So what would you say is some of the tricks to get around the situation where you can't say you have a condition or you are promoting an experimental type of procedure? How do you get around that?
0: There's actually a couple of ways that we do get around it. The first one is, and this is something that I would encourage any business to lead their marketing with. It's exactly what you're doing right now with the show is lead with education. So Mm -hmm. if you are focused on educating your customers, your audience, your local area, and being the best educator, you're going to get around Facebook's policies because you're helping, you're entertaining, you're educating the market and the audience. So leading with education is always a winner. And then a little kind of more tactical, subtle thing that you can do is rather than saying things like, do you suffer from back pain or do you suffer from knee pain is we can use a slight change in language with an educational slant on it to say things like learn how others, are finding relief from their back pain. Learn how others are finding relief from their knee pain. And we find that when we do this, one, it kind of forces us to move into an educational slant, which Facebook likes. And also it gets around all of those policies because we're not making unrealistic claims. We're not calling anybody out. And we find that that's a really good way to still get people interested, to still get people filling in forms and getting in touch with the business, but also keeping Facebook happy.
1: And is Facebook your go-to medium or where do you market mainly
0: yeah so i personally focus on facebook and instagram and that's kind of been a choice of mine for two reasons really one is it is the best platform currently right now for generating leads and generating sales and one of the main philosophies that i spoke about there from an education perspective Mm. is i always encourage our clients and, and every business to focus on educational video content if they can for A couple of reasons, again, is one, I don't want to just focus on pure lead generation because that's all well and good, but we also want to build brand too. And if we can focus on producing educational video content like we're doing right now, then we can promote that out onto Facebook. And because Facebook likes educational, entertaining video content, we can send that out to literally everybody in our local area if we're a practice and get everybody in our local area consuming our content, which basically just drowns out the competition. So... That's one reason. And a second reason that we only choose Facebook and Instagram is because I'm a big believer that we move towards, that we're moving towards as an industry specialism as opposed to generalism. I truly don't believe that you can be a generalist expert at Google ads, Facebook ads, Pinterest ads, Snapchat ads, because Facebook on its own is changing like every single day and all the other platforms are changing all the time. So to try and keep on top of all of those Unless you have a massive team, then it's unlikely. So there's another thing I want to point out is I'm always kind of wary of when clients want to focus on a, maybe a generalist agency or somebody that classes themselves as a generalist because I know it's the kind of saying. Generalist, good at all, expert at none, something along the way. Right. Yeah, you're
1: talking about a master of none. It's called a jack of all trades, That's but it. a master
0: of none. Yeah. yeah. So I'm always kind of wary in people in the marketing space because of how fast this world changes when they class themselves as an expert at everything
1: let's start with how about audiences how do you figure out who you're targeting and how do you make sure to filter them to get the right kind of clients i mean just filling somebody's practice full of random people may sound appealing in numbers but it's just gives some doctors a whole lot of extra work which they don't necessarily want so how do you filter
0: yeah absolutely it's a great question and there's so many areas in this question that I'd love to go into. So, I mean, the first thing, which seems like an obvious thing, but sometimes doesn't happen all the time, is first, the client practice has to fully understand who they're trying to target with their messaging. So are we trying to target over 65s with a Medicare product, for example, or are we trying to target guys that are age 20 to 30 with a athlete injury product? So we need to first and foremost understand that. And then when it comes to Facebook, so... I like to split the targeting that we do into warm, hot, and cold audiences. So a brief explanation of this is a cold audience is somebody who doesn't know who you are, they've never heard of you before, or they're not really interested in working with you. Warm audience is somebody that has had a touch of your brand before. Maybe they've been on your website, maybe they've watched a video, uh, maybe they have downloaded a free guide of yours. And then a, a hot audience is somebody that has shown real intent in coming into the practice. So maybe they have, phoned up, booked an appointment, maybe they have already been a patient, for example. So what I like to describe these audiences is is there's two things that we need to think about here is one, how do we communicate to these people? Because if we're running an ad to someone that doesn't know who we are, it's going to be very different to the communication that we might use for somebody that's already been a patient of ours. So you need to understand that. But when it comes to targeting within Facebook, we can actually target these different groups of people very specifically as well. So when it comes to cold audiences, people that don't know who we are already, if we are operating in a local area, what we're finding to be the best, a common misconception here is to try and use loads of different Facebook interests to try and narrow our audience down. So we might use industry, for example, targeting people with an interest in health and wellness, targeting people with an interest in weight loss, let's say. And it's good in theory, but actually the best practice right now, if you're operating locally, is to leave your targeting open and broad. So target a radius around your practice. Obviously go put in your age demographics, et cetera. And maybe if you're you know, looking for uh, athlete versus 65 plus, it's going to be slightly different, but keep your, you your targeting age. as open right. as possible and let yep. Facebook do the heavy lifting. Facebook's so smart now that it can find the people for you. So that's cold. When it comes to warm, so these are people that have already had a touch of your brand, we can do some really smart things in Facebook. For example, if somebody has watched our videos on Facebook, we can retarget those people. Now, this is something that we like to really do. I spoke about the emphasis on educational content here. Let's say we produce a weekly video, two minutes long, every single week, answering a question that you're asked all the time. So when somebody phones up the practice and they say, you know, how much does stem cell therapy cost? Let's say answer that question, and we can start promoting these videos out to people in our local area. That's then gonna build the number of people watching these videos. And if somebody watches a video on stem cell therapy, let's say, what's it say about them? What well, says they're interested in stem cell therapy. So what we can do is we can create a retargeting ad on Facebook, an ad that is served to only people that have watched that video and say, hey, we noticed that you watched one of our videos on stem cell therapy. Why don't you book in a free consultation just now To learn how others in x area are finding relief without surgery so that's a really good way to do it and then your hot audience like i say is going to be people that already really know who you are and have shown intent that might be we might serve an ad to them that says something like hey we noticed you're on the book a consultation page or we noticed that you're on the the seminar page but you didn't book in come back and make sure that you book in your spot now So we want to look at our audience as a whole, as a business, into these three categories and then advertise to those people appropriately. I love the topic of targeting, so I could speak about that all day.
1: Do you typically start with maybe like a patient database, upload it and do a similar
0: audience for the area? Yeah, we'll often test when it comes to this is typically test a broad audience. So like I said, no targeting or next to no targeting with, let's say, stem cell therapy, upload a list of all the people that have had stem cell therapy procedures with that business, upload that list to Facebook, create a lookalike audience and try that as well Mm -hmm. see which one there performs best.
1: And so basically the goal for the cold traffic is to get the people that do notice it or are interested. And then that's where you're going to focus majority of retargeting ads to get the people that have
0: interest. Absolutely. Yeah. So some of the options are you can upload your list to Facebook. So if you've got a list of people that have maybe booked an appointment, but haven't showed up or downloaded a guide but haven't booked in an appointment. We can retarget those with ads. People that have been on our website. We can retarget with ads. People that have watched our videos, engaged with us on Instagram. There's a big list of opportunities for retargeting these people. And these retargeting ads in this warm audience are always going to be your best performing ads because these people already know who you are. You've hopefully started to build a relationship with these people. And so Facebook likes that, gives you essentially cheaper reach within the newsfeed and it performs better because these people already know who you are. Do you also
1: use a filter like the financials?
0: Oftentimes we will. If it's a higher price point offer, then we'll test the income. But one of the things that we've found is if you're local and you're operating in a local area, you're bound to the people that you can work with essentially. And oftentimes when you add in these different filters like income targeting or interest-based targeting, yes, you're going to be getting the people that have that level of income. But there also might be people that would be the perfect customer of yours. But just because Facebook doesn't have those data, that data on them, you're going to be excluding them. So we find it's often better just to leave it open and let Facebook do that work for you. But it's definitely something worth testing. What I prefer to do is, Is look at how can we use the wording in the landing pages and the funnels and the ads to try and only speak to the people that will actually be able to afford it so a little tip and tactic here for people is if you've got a lead form that's for booking in a free consultation simply having something like a little tick box at the bottom of that form that says i am willing to invest in my health or i'm willing to invest in a service something along those lines can Just be that little thing that means when you speak to that lead on the phone, you can go, well, you tick the box to say you're interested (laughs) in actually investing in this, which changes the dynamic of that conversation massively.
1: Right. Because Facebook doesn't always know exactly how much money you have. And if you just exclude them based on Facebook's algorithm, you might lose some really good quality patients. Exactly. Well, now with the age of (laughs) whatever this is called, (laughs) 2020 and beyond, you know, it sounds like we're starting back at zero.
0: What about telemedicine? I know this is going to be going out forever, but at the time of recording this where, you know, more and more people don't want to leave their home, it's something that we're seeing a lot of our clients are starting to introduce more and more of. And it's something that we're finding even just slightly changing the ad. Well, one thing we've had to do is change the offer for a lot of our clients. And that, you know, if people are running local seminars, we're changing that to webinars. If people are offering in-person consultations, we're having to offer teleconsultations. Do you think that's made things better or worse? What we found right now is with the whole COVID situation, that the cost per lead for standard consultations and the funnels that we were running has all gone up because people don't want to leave their home. When we have started to use copy that speaks to the concerns that people have and introduced telemedicine, teleconsultations, the cost per lead has gone down because people are interested in that. What's going to be interesting is, is this something that we look to continue doing? I think a lot of providers will. What I found when I
1: was in practice is that patients that didn't live close to me were better quality because if they actually were investing and in coming to talk to us or any of that communication, knowing where we were, they were already coming in. They were going to do the procedure. We were just negotiating when and how much it was going to cost, really. It wasn't a question of whether they were going to do it. So, you know, if you do telemedicine, a lot of the potential clients, some of them have resources that they can go anywhere they want, anytime they want. You know, if you're in California and they're in Kansas, But they have money and they're like, you know, I don't mind coming to California for a procedure, especially if it's, let's say, a one-time procedure, just like plastic surgery or something. They'll fly out of the area to do it if
0: they feel that you're the best. It's a really interesting point because this is where the educational piece is so massive. If we think of a small local area, if Mm -hmm. you're creating video content, chances are, even in this year you're gonna be the only person offering your service that's creating video right now. So people in your local area are gonna choose you because you're the most trusted source. But it also extends the whole state that you're in, the neighboring states. We've got a client right now in Bellevue in, in Washington. We've literally just added all of the states around Washington into our targeting. And we've seen yeah. it really drop dramatically. And it's exactly, exactly for this reasons, because yeah. we have focused so hard on educational content that you say, as soon as people see the ad, they're coming because they think and they know that we're the best.
1: Yeah, you create the authority. Once you're the authority, people believe you. Sorry for the interruption. If you'd like to learn more about this speaker, please go to drroscarter.com and click on the products and services tab. That's drroscarter.com and click on the tab that says products and services. There will be the list of the speaker as well as any offers and specials they have going. Back to the show. Do you work with doctors on creating video content?
0: Yeah, we do. So, do do we, so because obviously because there's a geography problem, we can't go in and do it for them. But what we'll typically do is, because we've done this so often now and we know what types of videos work, is yeah. we can help the doctors by giving them a content strategy. So we'll typically, before we run any ads, before we build any funnels, we'll provide a content strategy to the people that we're working with and that will essentially be the titles of the videos that we want them to create. And here's actually a quick tip for anyone listening that wants a content strategy, is ask yourself and your team, what questions are you asked most often? So yes. when somebody phones, when someone emails, when someone messages you on Facebook, what questions do you get asked? Chances Pretty- are it's gonna be things like, how much does it cost? Is this covered by insurance? What does it help with, et cetera? That forms your content strategy. Yes. Answer those questions as videos. So we'll help the doctors with that. We'll also give them little scripts that they can use and how are you videos.
1: recommending that the doctors film a video? Not everybody has a studio
0: like we do. So yeah, what, I mean, I'm happy for doctors just to pick up their phone and speak to their phone.
1: Just do an iPhone video. You found that the iPhone videos, just like a selfie video, is effective for marketing.
0: Yeah, it's definitely better than not having video at all. If, <laughs> well, that makes sense. If you've got a studio, then that's fantastic. But, you know, things such as something that we found works really well is yeah. if you have somebody opting into a, let's say, a seminar. Now, right. at the time that they've opted into that seminar, they're interested in the topic, but they don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to that seminar, a concern that they're probably going to have is what does the room look like? Am I going to be the only one there? Is it going to be a sales pitch? All these types of things. So a really nice, quick and easy video that you can do is a selfie video where you pick up your phone in the seminar room and you go, Hey, I'm Dr. X. And this is the seminar room. I can't wait to see you in here. The room's going to be packed. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be entertaining. And just by doing that, they get to know who you are. They get to see you. They get to hear you. They get to understand what it's going to look like. And that little tip there is going to increase the number of people that actually show up to the seminar. And that applies to the consultation, that applies to any of the other offers that you're going to put out there.
1: Let's say a doctor says, I want to do webinars. Can you help the doctor basically do that? Because I say, like, let's say I've never done a webinar. I don't know what they are. I don't know how to do that. I'm not very techie. Is that something you can help with as well?
0: Yes. When it comes to like a a webinar, we've got a lot of experience in creating the funnels around the webinars. Mm -hmm. Typically what I would do from a creating the actual webinar itself is we have a script again that we use. It's called the Perfect Webinar Script. It's not my script personally. It's Russell Brunson. Exactly, Russell Brunson. So I'm not going to say that I'm an expert in creating the webinar scripts, but the funnels around the webinar, absolutely.
1: Okay, so you don't help them write it. So they have to write it themselves. You give them a template, the exactly. template that he uses, right? Yeah. Okay, so how about running the actual webinar if they've never used like a webinar jam or whatever one of those softwares? Do you help with that or do they need to know how to do that themselves?
0: Yeah, we're going to help them with that. You know, the main thing that we're looking for from an agency perspective is we want the client to be able to get results, right? So we want to, first of all, generate the leads for the webinar and then turn those leads into people coming into the practice. Now, it kind of goes back to what I spoke about with uh, when we used to run ads, but the funnels would suck. And that means the ads would look like they suck, but it's actually the funnel. We can have the best webinar in the world we can have the best ads in the world but if we can't get the tech problem like fix the tech then we're not going to get any patients at the other side of it so we're going to help our clients make sure that our funnel and our ads work for them as well which includes all of that fun stuff
1: do you ever promote doctors like say with education you said but let's say they have written a book can you do something with that as well
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's an enormous amount of opportunities that you can, when you've got a book, you know, it comes back to the authority thing, which is if you are creating content, you've got a book. The book is a very nice lead on from a free video that you produce on Facebook. So, you know, I always talk about in marketing commitment levels. And if we are going from a Facebook ad where someone doesn't know who we are, you're not going to get somebody to buy into a stem cell therapy package from one ad. That's why we have to get a consultation in the middle of there sometimes video content to try and build that trust. Now a book is one of those things that just allows you to build trust almost immediately because author, authority, people think that if you're an author, you have authority. And so we can run ads to get people to buy the book. We might want to offer the book for free. We might offer a PDF version of the book, but just the fact that we can say we're an author immediately builds that trust. And you know, if somebody sees an ad, it says the doctor, which is five miles away from your house, is an author. You know, that person immediately goes, wow, that's cool. That person must know what they're talking about. Exactly. And in marketing that is, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build trust and the book does that. So like I said, there's a hundred different ways that you can promote the book and use okay. it in a funnel and use it in your marketing, but it's a phenomenal tool to have in the arsenal.
1: So tell me more about how you work with clients in terms of services and how you set that up. Give me some ideas on that. So if somebody wants to work with you, what's the steps and all that?
0: Yeah. So if a client wants to work with us, what we're going to do first and foremost is ask, well, what are you trying to achieve? So are you trying to generate more leads? Are you trying to bring in more patients? And if so, what service are you offering? And then what we're going to do with them is we're going to try and figure out or look at the numbers, which is something that I think not many people do, which is, are you offering this service already currently? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, you are. Okay. What does your consultation to patient conversion rate look like? Okay, you're converting 50% of consultations into patients. Fantastic. (laughs) How many calls do you need to have for that person in order to get them into a consultation? Okay. So on average, it takes five calls to get somebody in-person consultation. So we worked the way backwards, which then basically says to me, right, we need to be able to generate leads for $10 a person, let's say, because my maths is bad. Let's go for $10. So we need to get leads for $10. So then we look at, right, what funnel... Can we create to generate leads for ten dollars or to get people onto the phone call for ten dollars right so we might build a funnel that is something like download our free guide and then on the back end of the free guide you say here's a video of us booking a free call if you're interested in learning more or we might do a quiz funnel where we package up as a quiz but it's you know it's basically a lead form so we'll build the funnel for the client we'll then provide them with this content strategy to get them to start creating video content, which does two things, gives us really good creative from our ads, but it also allows that doctor to start building that authority and what we like to call celebrity status in their local area. They get to become well-known. We've got the funnel, we've got the ads, we've got the video content, we start to build this all out into one machine. So we'll produce the videos, we'll promote the videos through ads, get people watching those, we'll then retarget the people that consume the videos into the funnel, and then work with the doctor to figure out how we can generate more patients from the leads that we're generating because something you touched on actually but we never expanded on was generating leads is okay it's a nice thing to do but we don't actually want to be looking at how many leads can we generate what we need to be looking at is the quantity of leads versus the quality of leads right we need to be generating high quality leads at the best cost now the best cost is going to be different for every single business and that's why we need to look at the numbers first figure out what our cost per lead needs to be and then what we do is we work really closely with the practice and the doctor to figure out are the leads that we're generating this week quality or not if they're not okay why and then we go and we change the ads we change the funnel we change the landing page and copy to try and change that next week okay are they better yes they are better why are they better it's because of this all right well let's make that more known in the ads. So it's a, the great thing with Facebook, the thing that I love is once you create the funnel, create the ads, that's when the real work starts because that's when the testing happens and you go into a constant optimization process. Do you just do
1: like landing pages or do you also help with uh, creation of a website or do you
0: not do the website stuff? We don't do the website, but we do recommend that all, you know, everybody has a website, I think. <laughs> Oftentimes people will want to try and just go for the funnel without having the website on the back end, but it comes back down to the authority thing. We need to have a website as well and all of the, you know, the Google business and things set up, because one thing that you find is the more ads you run on Facebook, the more people are searching for you on Google. So we need to have that kind of coherent marketing strategy going on, but we'll not actually touch that. We'll refer to other partners who are specialists and quite frankly, better than us at, at doing those types of things.
1: So if somebody wants to work with you, let's go over some cost factors. Could you go over that for me?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we are actually really proud of the price that we offer. And I'll tell you why. Because, well, let's talk about the Facebook ad and the marketing and the lead generation and the funnel industry as a whole first, which is what you find is there are some great people in there, but there are a large percentage of people that are not so great. And what they do is they buy a how to be an agency course for 500 quid. They'll (laughs) then watch some lessons that say, you know, pick a niche and they'll pick the chiropractic niche and then they'll go out there with no clients and no experience and say, we are a specialist working with chiropractors. And what they do is they'll charge 5K a month, 10K a month because they know that that client will not stay with them very long and they need to cash in very early. So what we decided to do was actually just set a a set fee which is $1,700 a month, where we build the funnel, we build the ads for people, and we're proud for that because the majority of our clients will stay with us for 12 plus months, and we don't tie our clients into any contracts. It's a 30-day rolling contract where we start, they pay $1,700, we start, and they stay with us because you know, if you're getting results, you're not going to leave, Right. We now manage over a million dollars in Facebook ad spend. We're an official Facebook marketing partner, which means Facebook refers clients to us. We've got uh, our rep is the head of health within Facebook's vertical. We know this industry inside out, and it would be easy for me to go and charge 5, 10k a month. But I wanted to um, offer something slightly different where we've just got this one set fee, no add-ons, no surprises. And it seems to work for us and the clients really like it too.
1: Yeah. That's very impressive. Most of the time it's, okay, this is where we start. And then, oh, by the way, you're going to need this, that, and the other, the upsells, right? Everything's
0: upsell. Another model that agencies will do is percentage of spend or you know, exactly. all these different add-ons. That you know, kind of- I've had
1: them where they say, okay, it's a set fee and that includes our fee and some advertising. And I'm like, well, how much is that advertising? How much is your fee? Because they don't want to disclose that. And you're like, well, I'd rather know how much I'm spending on Facebook makes its money. Obviously, you don't get that money. So it's good to know, how much is it just to manage this system? $1,700, and then the client can determine how much money they want to spend towards ads. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, exactly. And what we'll do is we'll say, let's start small. Let's start small, try it when it works, then we want to start scaling up. And it comes back down to that numbers thing is, if we're hitting a cost per lead, which means you're making profit on the back end then we want you to spend as much money as possible, not because we make more in our retainer fee because we don't charge a percentage, but because we know that you're going to be getting better results. I actually just want to add something onto what you said there, which is really funny. They do offer this model, which is, you know, it's, I don't know, 5k a month. And some of it will go to Facebook. Some of it will go to us. And what they do in that case is they'll run the ads within their ad account, which yeah. means you don't get access to any of the data to see right. anything. And it effectively holds you as a customer as a hostage because exactly. you go, right, I don't want to work with you anymore. And they go, okay, no problem. But you don't have access to any of the data possible. It's all so, gone. Yeah, it sucks.
1: Yeah, I know that trap. That's a terrible trap. If you yeah. haven't experienced it, you don't want to go through that. <laughs> True. I like the fact that where you say you're just monthly, because I feel that a lot of the companies will put you into we're not a long term contract just 6 months. You know, like 6 months is still, you know, considerable amount of time because if I'm happy with my service, why would I quit? Why would I quit? And you would have to continually try to get new clients. And if you're a monthly service and you keep your clients, obviously you're doing a great job, which is really what we want anyway. So, I love the fact that you don't trap people in these things.
0: I think it's good to keep you on your toes. The last thing you want to do is have an agency that will set the campaign up or outsource your campaign to somewhere in India, for example. Which is what they do. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. I see the ads and I'm like, this is not normal English. (laughs) 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 Something's wrong with this writing. It's not grammatically correct.
0: Yeah, this did not come from a best-selling author, doctor. No,
1: exactly, exactly. If you'd like to learn more about this speaker, please go to drrosscarter.com and click on the products and services tab. That's drrosscarter.com and click on the tab that says products and services. There will be the list of the speaker as well as any offers and specials they have going. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast podcast. Learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area? We're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrossparter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S. C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter Signing signing off.